Welcome to the For Love and Money podcast, the show where business and social purpose meet to inspire a movement for positive change. Here's your host, Carolyn Butler-Madden. My guest today is Pamela Bishop, Chief Marketing Officer of Blooms the Chemist. Pamela is a senior executive with over 20 years experience in retail across Ireland and Australia, primarily working across retail pharmacy operations, merchandise, Marcoms. As the CMO of Blooms the Chemist, she leads brand strategy, corporate social responsibility, events, and all aspects of marketing and communications. She is known for her leadership, integrity, work ethic, and her ability to stay true to a greater vision. She thrives when collaborating and implementing change, and Pam believes her purpose is to make a difference, and her core values are authenticity, humility, and kindness. The work she's most proud of is work that influences change, inspires, and leaves a positive impact. Now, in the last 12 months, Pam has led a big piece of strategic work on CSR, purpose development, and modern slavery. During that time, we've worked together alongside a working group from Blooms the Chemist on the strategic purpose development for the business. It's early days on Bloom's purpose journey, but as it's all so fresh, I wanted to interview Pam so she can share with our listeners the journey that she and her team have been on, what's eventuated from it, and what learnings she's had along the way. Pam, welcome to the For Love and Money podcast. Thank you for taking the time while you're on maternity leave to share with our listeners. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Um, So I'm asking a common question of every guest that comes on this show. What does purpose mean to you and what is your view on the role of love in business? If I'm explaining purpose to someone, a friend, for example, I usually say that it's a company's reason for being beyond just making money, but that's a definition. And what it actually means to me, well, it's about how a business intends to change the world for the better. So it's it's big and it's aspirational and it's really powerful. And I, I feel like it's this driving force for good. So it's it's a pretty special thing, really. And it makes me really excited about the future of work. And your question about the role of love in business is a brilliant one, because to be honest, up until recently, I probably would never have used that phrase, love in business. But if you stop and think about it, uh, that's such a great way to describe businesses that do good and a great way to describe that feeling you get when you're fulfilled at work. And that I think that's what we all want, right, to wake up in the morning and have a bit of a spring in your step, feeling excited to start your day because you do love what you do and you're surrounded by amazing colleagues and you feel like you have meaning in your work. But I talk to a lot of people about this and unfortunately I don't think many people feel that way. Mm. A lot of people don't wake in the morning with a spring in their step. They sort of, I know some friends of mine, they wake with a feeling of dread. They They aren't fulfilled. They're disengaged at work. And the idea of having to get up in the morning, go to the work is, is not that certainly that concept of love and business, I think would be quite strange to them. Absolutely. Um, But my view is it's really important. And, you know, we spend more than half our waking hours at work. So if you don't love what you do, that's a lot of time wasted. 
It is, isn't it? And I saw a stat, um, I think from a couple of years ago, that was something like 85 or 86% of Australian and New Zealand employees are disengaged um, in their workplace, which is, it's crazy, isn't it? Like what that must cost, the cost to business, the cost to their employer businesses, Mm. the cost to businesses collectively and the cost to the economies of the countries. Um, the mind boggles when you actually think about that, doesn't it? And as yeah. you say, you, you've got that feeling, that, that love of what you do and why you do it, um, and that energises you, but not everybody has that. Mm. Which is a bit sad, really. And you're right, in terms of the cost of business and productivity, I mean, if you're not engaged, you're not productive, you're probably yeah. sitting there wishing the hours away. Um, yeah, and it, I feel sorry for it. And there's so many people because that's not a nice feeling, I'm sure. Absolutely. And yet, if you asked most business leaders, you know, are they are their people fully engaged? They'd probably say yes, because they don't know any better, right? Mm. So huge opportunity. So um, Pam, can you give us some background on Blooms the Chemist? I mean, most people know who Blooms the Chemist is, but for those who don't, can you tell us a little bit about the company? Sure. Uh, Blooms the Chemist is a retail pharmacy group, really a community pharmacy group. Uh, with over, We've got over 100 stores right across Australia. Our pharmacies offer health and wellness products, as well as pharmacy services and professional advice. And at Blooms, we're really all about community. So putting people first in everything we do, and also um, we're big on giving back as a business. When I say we're all about community, it is a bit of a unique model. So each of our pharmacies are locally owned and operated. The pharmacist who owns the store works in the store and usually lives locally as well. So their neighbours are their customers. Often their kids go to school together. So there's a real community connection. Mm -hmm. And our pharmacy teams have meaningful relationships with their customers. They know them by name. They know their health history and concerns. So it's a real personalized, meaningful relationship. I've been with Blooms for 15 years now, uh, which is very rare these days, I know. <laughs> but there's a reason I've been here so long. It's a great company. I love my job, um, love and business. And I get to work with talented and really lovely people every day. And my role is very rewarding and fulfilling. So I'm very lucky. Absolutely. And that makes so much sense. I, I, I had a similar experience when I was back in London, um, staying with the company for for many years, and it is when 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 you are somewhere that values you, that supports you in you know um, pushing yourself to do great work, and where you work with amazing people who share similar values to you, why would you leave? Um, and and that's an opportunity for every business. Um, so so how many employees are there at Blooms a Chemist? Over 2,500 right across the network. Um, So that includes our support office where I work and then the 100 plus stores across the country. Yeah, so it's quite a significant size, isn't Mm. it? So you led the development of um, Blooms of Chemist Purpose, strategic purpose work that we've done together. Tell us, um, tell our listeners, what inspired you to take a leadership position on this? That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> I don't know how long we have, but I guess there's really two sides to it, really. Um, what drove me personally and then what made sense for the business. So 
for some context, I might start with my backstory. So yeah, I've been in the retail pharmacy industry for a long time on the corporate side for over 10 years now. And the bulk of my career to date in the corporate side was actually in the merchandise department. My role then evolved over time and I went on to lead both the merchandise and marketing teams for about four years. And then early last year in 2020, I was appointed to the CMO role to lead the marketing and communications department. So it's not a traditional pathway. And I would say my career to date has been sort of mixed. I've worked across various departments in that uh, retail environment. And most recently I've been developing our corporate social responsibility strategy. And that really came about because when I was promoted to CMO, it was a newly created role in the business. We have some excellent talent in the business running marketing and communications. So I really thought hard about what I could do and where I could put my energy to make a positive difference for the department, but also the company. Um, and around that same time, it was a, bit a real timing thing because around the same time I was on a bit of a personal journey, I was thinking a lot more about what matters to me and what energizes me. And I was thinking, you know, how can I do more and have more meaning in my day to day? And that was both in my personal life and in my work. So last year, uh, I was very fortunate. I received a scholarship to go on a leadership development program through the Marketing Academy. And it was a deeply personal development program. It really made me hold the mirror up and reflect a lot on where I was at, where I wanted to go, uh, and really what type of leader I wanted to be. So it was pretty powerful. And I could talk all day about that experience. But when I finished the program, I knew I wanted to make a difference and create positive impact through my work. And then earlier this year, in 2021, the stars aligned again. I received a scholarship for a different leadership program, um, Thai Accelerator, which was all about bridging the gap between purpose and profit and making a difference to social initiatives across the globe. I'd applied for that program because I was trying to hold the mirror up a bit more and challenge myself on, I suppose, my personal purpose. And that's a massive journey in itself. And that's very Absolutely. much um, but at the same time, I met your good self and I was learning more about purpose. I was doing a lot, a lot of research and reading on CSR because that had become a passion of mine. And then to bring it all back to bloom. So this is all in the space of 12 months. All of this is happening. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> um, and to bring it back to blooms, you know, this is a brand I've been part of for 15 years. As I mentioned, I was learning a lot about CSR and reading a lot about businesses doing good and creating positive impact. But a lot of it was, while some of it was new, of course, and I was learning a lot, a lot of it was sort of familiar and I, I knew already because I work for a business who does it. And Blooms the Chemist is a great business. It does so much good, both at a brand level and at a local level. We're very community focused. And when I moved into the CMO role, I was struggling with how we could best articulate all the good stuff we were doing, how we let our customers know what Blooms is all about. So purpose was sort of the missing piece, I think. And, you know, I, I believe, absolutely believe CSR is a must have for businesses. And for me, what I've found is brand purpose sort of underpins everything. Mm. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a funny one when you ask what inspired me to take a leadership position on our purpose. It was a series of things and it was a series of things that were kind of happening in my life and at work across, across a year, really, 
and uh, then moving into that role at that same time. So I believe there is a need for the corporate world to be more human and kind and to step up. Um, so that's sort of through the business lens. And then I had reached this place personally that I wanted to do more and try some different things that would create impact as well. And for the business that I work in, it just made absolute sense because we are a community pharmacy group. We're all about community and people. And I really feel like purpose was that missing link. So I knew it was a piece of work Blooms needed to do. I knew it would add value right through the business. And also recognized we really had an opportunity to take a leadership position in our industry as well, because no one was really um, on this path. So it, purpose has been a big focus for us this past year, but our business is also on a wider journey in terms of becoming a more socially responsible business. And one of the massive shifts we are seeing, and I know you and I have talked a lot over the last year about it, this sort of, it's gonna be a trend into the future, but the fact that consumers now expect a lot more from businesses and they expect businesses to play a role on really important matters in society, climate change, etc. So we're taking that seriously and taking steps to be a more responsible business. That's brilliant. And there's, there's so much to unpack in what you've just spoken about because your, your personal journey, I think a lot of people um would would connect with what you've said i th i think there's a you know it, it, uh, people seem to be waking up and yeah. starting to question you know the robotic nature of our lives you hear it a lot in conversation but what i also hear a lot is uh they immediately think that they need to pursue something outside of their business so they think what I hear from so many people is I've, I've had it. I've had it with corporate life. It's chewing me up and, you know, I, I want to go work for a nonprofit. Or they decide to do something on the side to satisfy mm -hmm. that personal need that they have for personal purpose. And um, what I think is really important to highlight is your personal journey collided with your business journey and as you said, the stars aligned and, you know, there were many things that happened that helped to bring everything together. But it, it, it's eventuated in you really seeing the, seizing the opportunity to take a leadership role, not just in your business, but also seeing the leadership role that Blooms the Chemist can play for the pharmacy industry. And for business more generally. So um, so thank you for sharing that. I think, I, I hope just that little piece there, I hope that inspires people to, um, to, to listen to what, what they're feeling, but also to widen their lens on what they can do about it. Mm. You know. Because they because, can change what corporate life looks like. It doesn't, yeah, you don't have to jump to not-for-profit great for people who do but yeah that's not the only solution absolutely and you know the opportunity that business has to create change is huge in partnership and collaboration with non-profits and other partners but um but but i think business is a, an incredibly powerful force and uh, you know has the opportunity to accelerate change that's already happening so on that note, let's talk about the change that Blooms the Chemist are going to be making. Um, and, and I want to preface this because 
what I've found um, in the last 12 months working with you and the, the team at Blooms the Chemist is, as you said before, you were already doing good. You're a community organisation. You were doing lots of good things, but what was lacking was the thread that bound it all together. Mm, um, and, and that gave you the clarity. So, yeah, if you can share um, the where you are with Bloom's the chemist purpose and an overview of what it means for the business, that would be great. Sure, yeah, I'd love to. Um, and yeah, I should mention to get to the point where, yes, it's taken several months. Uh, we had a number of people in the business working on this with, your, with yourself. And uh, looking back now, and it's hard to believe it's, yeah, it's almost 12 months. Um, I would say we, we at Blooms started small and, you know, going through the, the Path to Purpose program was such a great way to kind of broaden our horizons and open our eyes more. And with your guidance and support, Carolyn, we pushed ourselves and went bigger and bigger over, but it took months. So it certainly didn't happen overnight. Um, and yeah, here's Blooms the Chemist's purpose statement. We believe in a future where everyone everywhere has access to good health and well-being. It's why we exist. We're here to help build that future. Brilliant. So really our purpose. How does it feel? How does it feel saying that now? I mean, I know that's the, the written statement, but there's so much that we've unpacked in that. How, how do you feel about that before you share what it actually means to the business? How do you feel about it? Well, I suppose when I say it, it feels a lot, it feels natural now. We've, we've said it a lot over the last few months and we've tweaked it here and there. But how it makes me feel, it makes me feel really proud, firstly, of the work we've done this past year. And secondly, of the company that I work for that are that, you know, the business is really embracing this. So that makes me feel excited about the future and what we can achieve if we continue to think big and stay on track. And, um, and it also fills me with hope. You know, I, I hope others in our industry and retail more broadly follow our lead and make a commitment to be a better corporate citizen and socially responsible. And ultimately, you know, yeah, it excites me because I, I do believe it's going to create positive impact into the future. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. So a world where everyone everywhere has access to good health and well-being mm -hmm. beyond business as usual, because obviously your existing business sits within that really nicely and really comfortably um, yeah. with a with an emphasis I guess on accessibility but beyond beyond business as as it exists today um, what does it mean so well I, I really like it too because our purpose is it's quite simple and when you say it in that sentence it sounds quite simple but as you know, as we know a lot of work went into getting to that point but it's real, it's authentic, it's powerful. It adds so much value to our business. And I love that it clearly articulates, articulates what we are all about. And you know, our social purpose is reducing health inequality and injustice. So that's a pretty powerful position to take as well. And we've built a social purpose framework to support that with a three-year roadmap of activities and new initiatives and lots of new things that we want to do. Um, but it really, yeah, it gives us this sort of laser focus on, well, this is what we're all about. So, you know, in business, in marketing, there's always new opportunities, things come up every day, but it's a nice kind of guiding light to say, well, if it doesn't help us meet this objective, why, you know, is it even worth exploring? 
So I think it gives the team a really good focus around uh, how we move forward and how we are going to add value. Yeah, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I think having the social purpose articulated separately to your higher purpose, so your social purpose being reducing um, health and inequality, um, that just gives you so much clarity in mm-hmm. terms of how you are going to make social impact directly, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, yeah. Um, So are you allowed to talk about the plans for your employees, like what what that purpose has inspired for that? I'm not sure how much we're allowed to talk about at this stage (laughs) because it's all so new. We can talk about anything. Um, Yeah, so I suppose there's definitely some challenges ahead and there's already been a few challenges, right? Uh, but the next big step that we need to undertake, first of all, is getting all of our employees fully across this work and fully on board. Um, but yeah, one of the things we want to do quite early on, as I mentioned, we've got a bit of a, a roadmap, three three or so years. Um, you know, what are the sort of things that we can do that will be quite easy to implement? Um, and then maybe what are some of the bigger things that might take uh, a bit longer and a bit more planning? And of course, in this current environment with COVID restrictions, some things are a bit tricky as well. But one of the um, early major initiatives that we do want to do is launching an internal health and wellness uh, study for our team members. So the results of that will, will guide how we prioritize new health and wellness initiatives. We've got a lot of ideas around well-being programs and how we can improve on that for our team members but it'll give us a really good baseline and actually understand what are the areas we do need to focus on and then it'll also give us a template to potentially do something much bigger in the future and potentially collaborate with other organizations so um, it's a good starting point and we're hoping to do that in the next few months uh, as kind of around the same time when we really launch our purpose work and our CSO work internally to our 2500 plus employees and bring them on the journey and get them on board so yeah it's really exciting awesome so can you take us through the parts of the journey that stood out to you and give us some examples of what changes are likely in your business as a result of articulating this purpose statement what are some of the actions and initiatives that it has created you've talked about the internal employee health and well-being one which is a brilliant place to start with your own people what else mm. the parts of the journey that stand out for me are probably they're probably the parts that I didn't expect so going into this um you know with blank canvas and it was all very new I didn't expect the working group to be so engaged they were yeah, right. fully engaged in this work because everyone's busy and everyone's got their day job and people um, opted into being this working group as, you know, a bit of a, a side project, understanding it was important work. But I mean, you you were there for all of it. They were really were fully engaged in this work and they did such an awesome job and they were so open. Um, and we did and, it online, didn't we? Oh, yeah, which, you know, really, when you think about it, majority of the, so we would do have four hour workshops and most of those sessions had to be virtual because of COVID restrictions. But you made it very interactive and engaging and exciting and everyone was just so invested in this. And I found like four hour workshops are pretty long, but the time was <laughs> blue every time. And that says a lot and like, it goes back to the whole love and business and when you're in that flow um, 
yeah, everyone just seemed to get so much out of it and were so engaged and really contributed. So yeah, they really, they really really did like the work that came out of those workshops, like right from the beginning was sensational. Like often, you know, I have to go away and do a bit more digging and refining, but the contributions, I don't know how you chose that working group, but the contributions and the impact from right around different perspectives from the whole business, I think was, you know, what really um, kept it um, kept, kept it high energy, if you like. Yeah, I know what it really was. And yeah, on Zoom for four hours, that's not easy to do. <laughs> so it was great. And I think, and for me personally, I didn't, I knew it was something I was passionate about. I knew it was important for the business, but I didn't expect to enjoy it so much. I think the same as the working group. You know, I found every one of those sessions so energizing and I would come away feeling really motivated and inspired. So that was awesome for me. And I know the working group felt the same way. Um, and the response from the wider, the wider team. So right across our support office team, right to the highest level of the business. I wasn't expecting that response. Um, I, you know, I thought it would be not harder, but. I thought we would have to put a lot more um, detail into into it, but I think everyone just got it really quickly. Um, in because if you weren't part of that working group and going through all of the different modules, a lot of a lot of this was new. But people really just just got it. And when we presented a draft version of our purpose statement to our leadership team, um, we had a few different iterations. They said go bigger, and you know yep. I didn't expect that. <laughs> How cool was that? It was really good. Yeah, it was really really cool. So, you know, and of course with that, with that feedback and with their support and encouragement, then we did. Um, and a couple of goals later, a couple of months back, when our perp- when we were kind of really happy with where we'd gotten to, and we took our purpose strategy um, to the leadership team again for sign off. They were, yeah, they were so on board and so supportive and yeah, they all felt inspired and motivated and our CEO, Phil, was excited and proud and, you know, you were, you were there. He said that we're facing one of the biggest paradigm shifts he's ever seen in his career. So that was such a massive endorsement from Phil and from the leadership team and it's since been presented to our board of directors for approval and it's just been so pleasing to see everyone really on board and excited about it all of course there will be changes um in our business as we move forward to support this work so we have built our social purpose framework we've got a bunch of different ideas at a high level that we need to obviously get into a lot more detail and plan out but we do have that sort of three-year roadmap of various actions and new initiatives we do want to roll out and it's about, you know, we are hoping to create movements for change, like you always talk about, and focus more on driving action and advocacy. So that's really exciting. And I think the roadmap gives us the opportunity to collaborate and form some really powerful partnerships as well to bring some of those ideas to life, because some of the ideas are quite big. And like any business with limited resources, it kind of comes down to, well, what do we have budget for? And what do we have, which resources are we going to throw at this? So I think the idea of actually collaborating with others to bring some of these initiatives to life is really exciting as well. Enjoying the podcast? 
If you're looking for more inspiration, head to our website, thecauseeffect.com.au for more resources on how you can start using your business as a force for good. Or buy the For Love and Money book. Every copy sold allows us to protect one square metre of rainforest. Help us save 10,000 square metres by 2025. Can you, Pam, can you share, like, understanding that this is, an uh, you know, you're at the early stage of your journey and um, things, not everything is confirmed or committed to, can you share some of the examples of some of the initiatives that you're looking at just to give people an understanding because there's so much what I find when I talk to people they think it, they think purpose is just a statement your why you know like like Simon Sinek said you start with why and you start with why there's a whole lot of work to do after you know your why so is it possible um, without you um, putting yourself in, in any strange position to just share some of the examples of the initiatives that you're looking at potentially doing um, without actually committing to it at this stage? Mm. Just to give people an idea of those actions that, that back up a genuine, authentic How it all purpose comes statement. To life. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So, well, I suppose the one I mentioned already is a good example with the internal health and wellness study. That idea actually started as a much bigger idea and that we were hoping to do uh, some research around community health across Australia to try and identify, um, you know, what are the major health issues? Because if we know that, if we come back to, we're all about, we want to help build a future where everyone everywhere has access to good health and well-being well, what services and products do they actually need to access? And then which communities across Australia are um, lacking in access to those services? So that led us down to, okay, well, there's opportunity to do um, more for rural Indigenous communities, for example. So it did start as this bigger idea. Now, things can't happen overnight, of course, for lots of different reasons. So as a sort of pairing it back and stepping stone in the first year, uh, we thought, well, yeah, why not start with our own people, do a health and wellness study, and we'll get some really good learnings out of that, first of all, in terms of how we can improve the health and well-being of our own people, our team, and then also um, what a bigger survey might look like in the future. And that would certainly be something that we would be looking to do some partnership or collaboration on as well. So that was a really good example where we started really big and then we had to kind of, okay, let's let's take the first step in terms of moving towards some sort of a study or survey on, on health and wellness. Um, and there's been heaps of ideas and initiatives that we want to roll out over the next few years around uh, supporting our stores to offer more accessibility to health and wellness. So whether that could be anything from um, mental health issues. So we've already had a lot of our team members last year undertake um, mental health first aid training. And we've got a bit of a pipeline of what we think that should look like over the next few years, because as we're hearing more and more with where we are at the moment in the pandemic, sadly, the mental health mm. issues are just going to go through the roof. So yeah. Um, just trying to offer more support. And, you know, this all has to be framed around the right training and also the right uh, support for our team as well. But that's that's one area we're certainly looking at. Um, another area is around this, you know, 
a saving lives initiative and something really simple that we think we can do is make sure we have a defibrillator in every store. So Love we've got that. some stores that have it, um, but how do we actually now roll that out in every store so that communities across Australia, you know, we've got stores in, in Mudgee and Bundaberg and um, making sure that in those communities and in those towns, there is um, accessibility to that defibrillator. Can't say it, defibrillator. Defib unit. <laughs> Um, so that's another one that's in the pipeline. Um, a lot around community health education. So, and that can look like anything really. It, the possibilities are kind of endless, but we believe um, if we want to improve accessibility to good health and well-being, that we have a responsibility to provide more education around health to communities across Australia. It could be online, it could be in person. There's lots of different ways we can do that. We already have a really good baseline and foundation in place because our people are extremely knowledgeable and um, experts at what they do and they really care about their customers mm. and their health. So if we can pull all of that together, um, I'm sure there's many other opportunities in terms of actually educating people about different chronic disease states or different um, health issues that might be popping up. So that's just a few examples, but yeah, I guess it keeps coming back to um, meeting that goal of, you know, um, reducing health inequalities and making sure we're improving accessibility to health and well-being. Thank you, and thank thanks for sharing that because I know it's none of it is sort of laid down in stone yet. It's still being pulled, um, finalized, but but yeah, clearly you've got a, a roadmap across at least three years knowing there are a whole number of initiatives. So it's really just what you prioritise, what you can do early and what it leads to further down the, um, further down the road. And, and let me take you back to when you said we were already doing so much, um, but what we were lacking was that purpose. Has it, has it given you that thread? Has it given you that clarity to really understand what to push with what you're already doing and what gaps you have? Yeah, it really has. Um, it gives, I think it gives our team almost like a laser focus on this is what we're here to do. Um, this is what our contribution is going to be. This is the impact we're hoping to achieve. So it, it kind of takes away a lot of the noise, mm. I find, because yeah, like I said, you know, as you can imagine, every day we get approached by different agencies and companies with great ideas of things that we could do in pharmacy. But sometimes it's just not aligned to our strategy. And now, now that we have this purpose, this vision, uh, it makes it really easy to say, well, if we did that, would it help us achieve this? And if not, kind of takes away a lot of that noise and makes things a lot clearer. So I definitely think it gives a lot of clarity to the team. Yeah, clarity and focus. That's great. So um, what has been the business response so far? You talked about the leadership team. And, and can I say, I, when, when I work with larger companies, there's always that sort of voice at the back of my head that, that questions how deep they will go, you mm. know, because the larger a company, it, it, the, the bigger the ship is to turn. And the way the leadership team responded to the work we had done was just so um yeah it was so inspiring um it it shows 
the kind of people who you have in that leadership team. Yeah. That A, they gave you the the freedom um, and the support to go and, you know, take this journey. And then the way they responded to it was extraordinary. Um, I thought it would take longer than it took. It was instant. Yeah, so so it was, did I. <laughs> it was instant. Um, and... And they really put their support behind it. But what about the wider business? Um, have, have you had much response is, or is it still too early days? It's still pretty early days. I would say with the leadership team, like I said, it, that was something I didn't expect for it to happen that quickly. And they just they just got it and they were, yeah, absolutely. This makes perfect sense for us. This, this is our purpose. Um, and I know everyone on the leadership team and I know what kind of people they are, but I think that says a lot as well about the leadership that we do have in place because it's really about empowering other people. And you're right, they totally empowered me. They empowered the working group and um, we went on this journey and they completely trusted us with that. And uh, yeah, it was really, really nice to see how they embraced uh, what we presented back. So, and and yeah. it's not just a little thing on the side, is it? This is something that is actually going to drive the business and and yeah. differentiate the business in the marketplace. And I love that they got that straight away. Mm. You know, because when you're not part of all of the discussions and the four hour workshops and all of that, you're you're getting an hour presentation at the end of it. Um, they really understood that, that this is going to be something that's ingrained and embedded right across the organization and it is going to impact everything we do. It's not just this, it's not a ticking the box exercise to say, yes, we have a purpose statement. That's absolutely not what it's about for us. So this is going to be um, a, a journey as we move forward and we're in this for the long haul. So uh, yeah, that was really exciting. And our wider support office have fully embraced it. You know, you know, we presented to our board. We recently presented, oh, I say recently, it was a couple of months ago now, we presented to all of our retail managers. So we had a conference in May. Um, luckily, it was at a time when there was no lockdowns happening. So we could actually get everyone together and present face to face. And we took them through all of the work that had been done and they were so engaged and inspired and excited about it so this is our managers of every single uh, pharmacy across Australia and then Fantastic. the following day I got one-on-one -on -one time with every one of them and yeah they were um, they were so on board so it's still early days we still have uh, a lot we have a lot of stakeholders we need to take all of our stakeholders through this in a lot more detail and make sure that they fully understand it and why we're doing it and the benefits that it's going to bring um, but yeah, so far the business has responded in such a positive way, which is really exciting. That's so good to hear. And I saw a recording of um, you speaking at that conference and I got to say, you rocked it, Pam. You were amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so you talked about how you have a, a large number of stakeholders. How do you envisage overcoming some of the challenges in bringing this to life? Because you know, with an organisation of your size, with the number of stakeholder groups you have, it's, it would be lovely if it was easy, but I'm sure there will be challenges presented along the road. What, what, what do you expect those to be? Oh, yeah, look, there's absolutely going to be challenges. and There already has been challenges. So, you know, I just think it's important to look for 
um, the upside and the inspiration and the challenges that do pop up along the way. So along the way so far, we had a lot of feedback and discussion on the purpose statement as it, we were developing it. Um, and as we said, you know, where we where we eventually landed was we believe in a future where everyone everywhere has access to good health and well-being. It's why we exist. We're here to help build that future. Including the word help was a very deliberate decision. Uh, if we didn't, it would have read we're here to build that future. And that might have felt too big for some. So we spent a lot of time. We debated this a lot. We just, <laughs> there was a lot of discussion. Uh, and, you know, different people in the business had different views. Some of, I think I was one of the ones who, you know, let's go big. Um, and then it was really good, to, like you said, to have people from all different departments in the business as part of that working group, because we got a lot of different perspectives and views on, on how it might be received or how, how it might be interpreted, interpreted. So ultimately our view where we landed was we are in this for the long haul. We're on a journey. I keep saying that, but it really is. It is, isn't it? Um, and we don't expect the business to transform overnight. And we don't expect everyone to get it straight away overnight or be fully on board. So by choosing to include that word help, we felt it was a really positive step in the right direction without making anyone feel it was too out of reach or too big. Um, so that was a really, that's a good example of a challenge we already kind of worked through. And look, I have no doubt there will be more challenges as we move forward. The absolutely critical piece for us now is to gain alignment right across our business. Yep. That means every store in our network right around Australia, every team member fully understanding this and engaging with it and being on board. And it's a mindset shift. I mean, Anyone who owns a business or works in a business knows you, you have to be focused on profitability, of course. Mm -hmm. But more and more, you know, we know customers are expecting businesses to do a lot more to balance profit with purpose. And there's lots of studies on this topic. And I'm, I'm really confident by sharing that data with our entire team and bringing them on the journey, showing them the work that's been done, why it's important and the difference that it can make, that we will get that strong alignment that we need. I'm confident they will all agree that for particularly the industry we're in, the community pharmacy sector, yeah. we do have a responsibility to consider the health of our people, but also the health of our planet. So, you know, we need to look at sustainability and um, making sure that we're, we're attempting to be sustainable in all we do. And making that commitment to things that are really important, like an ethical supply chain. Um, we talked about modern slavery at the Retail Managers Conference as well. And that, you know, it's a bit of an eye opener for some and it's a bit scary for some, but things like ethical supply chains and diversity and inclusion and environmental impact, um, it's really important. And absolutely, I, you're right. I mean, purpose is the string that ties all of that together. So it's, it's how we explain all of that because it has been months of work and how you how you um, articulate that and it's really then about gaining alignment from all the team all the team members and hopefully they can see themselves as a bit of a community of um, game changers or problem solvers who who can make positive change not just in their home or not just in their pharmacy or community but actually change that can impact the world. And that's same with, you know, our, the different iterations of our purpose statement. That is really big as well. 
Mm. And some people may struggle with that. And we saw that at the retail managers conference, you know, people, many people talk about being the change you want to see in the world, but then many other people are like, how do you do that? What difference can I make in my little patch? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's just, it takes time and it's, it is a mindset change and we need to bring everyone on the journey now. So I'm sure all of our people will be open-minded and maybe change, it might change their perspective a little bit. And um, yeah, I hope they can see that they really can make a real difference and a lasting difference. And they can do that in their personal lives, of course, but also hopefully their work and, or hopefully both. Through their business, yeah. And there's a really strong message of inclusivity in that, um, that, that you, you do see this as a long-term journey and you want to bring everyone along um, and give people time to get used to it. So it, it's not a, God, it's not even close to it. It, it, it. You're clear about the direction you're going. You're clear about the change you want to create. But just that simple word help mm. um, invites more people to come along who might otherwise resist. Yeah, and um, and you know your eye is focused on the long term, which which is fantastic. And I just, I mean, the last twelve months, I think it's like 10, 10 months that we've been working together. I look at everything you have done, not just the purpose work, and that has been quite an intense piece. But the CSR work, the modern slavery, um, the rest of the marketing you've have you've you've done it. Can you just reflect, and, and let's give our listeners some context. Last week was your last week before going on maternity leave. Yeah. Um, and just just reflect on what you've achieved over the last 12 months. Oh, yeah. It, look, it has been a massive 12 months. And I've actually been reflecting on it more now, the few days being on maternity leave, because I've stopped. <laughs> And slow down a bit. So I'm just going to pour a drink. Um, and yeah, it's been huge. And I actually don't know if we would have been able to, and because it's, of course, it's not just me, it's the team. You know, we have a number of people across the business who are so engaged in this and um, together we're building it. And I don't know if it would have been possible if it wasn't for the strange COVID times that we're in. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it would. Maybe it would have been easier because we could have gotten in a room together more. But um, I think you said something at the beginning around, you know, people are questioning themselves more around um, their contribution and what value they want to add and what type of leader they want to be. And I think I think the pandemic has actually accelerated that a bit more because people have been stuck at home and kind of thinking, is this all there is? And there's all this craziness happening in the world around yeah. us. So, um, yeah, I'm really fortunate because I work with a lot of people who are also passionate about this and we have achieved a lot. I mean, in the last 12 months, we've really built our CSR strategy prior to prior to last year. Like I said, we were doing a lot of good stuff, but there was no sort of formal strategy or framework that we were working to. We've always um, been big contributors to our charity partnerships at a national brand level and then at a local level right across the country all of our stores support local charities different community initiatives there's a lot of good stuff happening uh, so yeah it was 
I was appointed to the role February last year, 2020. And since then we have achieved a lot. So really built a CSR strategy from the ground up and it's in different phases. So we're, we've just started phase two, we're in a new financial year. But last year, um, we kind of built it all out, built a plan for the, the three year starting point, because this is never going to end. It's just going to be something <laughs> that's going to continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the big ticket items that we achieved in the first 12 months would be um, tackling modern slavery as a business. So that yep. was really interesting piece of work. My background is on the buying side, the merchandise side. So I've always had an interest in supply chains and the product side of things, of course. Um, and now that's really been led by our merchandise team and they're doing an awesome job at that. But that was us as a business making a commitment to tackle any modern slavery in our supply chain. And we went through um, from scratch and, you know, developed our supplier questionnaires and we've we've completed our first round of surveys with our suppliers. We've completed our first um, risk mapping exercise on our supply chain and we've drafted our modern slavery statement, which is now... Um, next month going to be with the board for review so that was big in the first year to get that done um, and that'll obviously then happen the intention will be that'll be an annual um same thing surveys of suppliers and mapping the risks and making a commitment to improving uh, each year and also um, a commitment to having a better view of a larger percentage of our supply chain because we've started with a certain percentage of our top suppliers and Right. We go wider from there. So that's a whole body of work that will continue. Um, and like I said, that's now very much been led by the merchandise team. And um, that's something that they're really passionate about. And we've done some education around it with, with our suppliers, but also internally. So our retail managers now have a much better understanding of what modern slavery is and what the risks are and things to look out for. Um, brand purpose, I would say, has been the second uh, biggest piece of work. So building that from the ground up and everything we've talked about today, you know, bringing so many different people on the journey and getting to the stage we're at now where we, yes, we have our purpose statement, but we also have a plan into the future about being much more a purposeful company. Um, and we also did a little bit of work on aligning with the sustainable development goals with yourself through that purpose work, uh, which is, I think, just so important as well as we move forward. So, We've made a commitment to align to goal number three, which is all about health and wellness, which makes perfect sense for us. But, you know, um, we would like to think we can align to as many of the goals as possible moving into the future. And um, what else? I'm trying to think what else have we done? I, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. What a 12 months. And, and you know, you talk about you talk about the stars aligning, but um, but I, I just want to pay credit to you. Uh, because you, Pamela, are a powerhouse, okay? Mm -hmm. You, and you're a powerhouse in such a calm way that it, it just feels effortless, but it's not. I know the work that, that has gone into this. And, um, yeah, I, I want to thank you for your leadership because I think the transformation that is happening through the company because of your efforts and your teams and the people who you've brought through this journey is um, is incredible, is incredible. And I have no doubt that uh, Blooms the Chemist is 
um, stepping into its leadership role, its societal leadership role. And I'm just really excited to see the next few years for the company. So thank you. Do you have any final words you'd like to share with our guests? Thank you. Well, yes. And I have to say, of course, you know, right back at you. Thank you for all of your support over the last year because the team and I have just loved working with you on the cause effects path to purpose program and yeah we're so proud of what's been achieved in a short period of time and I, same as you I'm just so excited to see what happens in the future now and how all of this comes to life so uh, yeah that's going to be really exciting um any final words look I, I would just reiterate that I'll use the journey word again but it is we're very much on the journey with this it's really early days for us but I do think the future is really bright. We're about, what, what did we say, 10 months in and a lot's been achieved. Yes, we have our purpose statement, but this is about the long term. So now it's about embedding our purpose right through the organization, gaining buy-in from all of our team members and really bringing our purpose to life in everything that we do. So I suppose my advice to any other leaders who are starting out on this purpose journey is to know it's not just going to happen overnight. It's, it's not an easy piece of work. I've absolutely loved it, but it's not easy. It's, it is hard work to make this happen. And I recommend it wholeheartedly. So I, it's been one of the most rewarding pieces of work I've been involved in. And I know it's going to benefit our business today and for the long term into the future as well. Yeah, and thank you for all of your help with making it happen. It's been an absolute pleasure working with you and interviewing you on this podcast. Thank you, Pam. And um, let's all look out to see the great work that comes from Blooms the Chemist. Thanks for listening to this episode of the For Love and Money podcast. If you'd like to take a deeper dive into the purpose movement, visit us at thecauseeffect.com.au. And remember, doing good is good for business. So if you're not doing good, then what are you doing?